you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Most of the people I know in the social selling industry and probably most of you listening are stay-at-home moms. I am sure most of you joined because you wanted and needed something else to call your own outside of motherhood. Something to help you feel like you belong somewhere besides potty training and playdates, tears and tantrums. But what if you aren't in that stage of life? Do other people crave the community of social selling as much as moms do? It turns out that yes, we all have that inner desire, that need to be part of a community, whether you're introverted or extroverted, single or married, kids or no kids, fully employed or homemaker. Today's guest, Hannah Robertson, is a military veteran who has lived and traveled all over the world. She's strong, confident, and possesses such genuine joy that you can't help but want to give her a hug. She has successfully built her business with Q Sciences as a single woman living on a military base, and she gives a beautiful comparison of both the military community as well as the network marketing community and how both have impacted her so much. Hannah also gives advice on how you can confidently step into your role as a social seller, even if you're not feeling brave enough to run a successful business. You will absolutely love hearing Hannah's story as much as I loved chatting with her. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for being on Directly Different. I am so excited to chat with you because (laughs) first of all, you're just a ball of energy and you have so many cool experiences to share with us today. So I cannot wait to dive in. So thanks for being on the show. Uh, Thanks so much for having me, Tiffany. I was super overjoyed. Called my mom whenever you asked me to be on the show. Mom, someone wants me to be on a podcast. So uh, I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is going to be such a great episode. So will you start off and tell us a little bit about you, Hannah? Absolutely. So I am 26, single. Um, I actually just got out of the Marine Corps uh, like two weeks ago. (laughs) I am obviously I'm network marketing. I am a huge family person born and raised in the South. And so I have a kid brother. I have a little sister, um, super close with my parents. And yeah, I just, (laughs) I'm navigating this new life as a veteran. So uh, it's really cool. I'm back home in Texas where I, where I feel like I belong right now. So uh, I'm excited for, for everything what's next and and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, I want to say, I want to start off and say, and I, before we hopped on the recording, I already cried. So (laughs) I wanted to just publicly say, and thank you just say thank you to you for your service and for your sacrifice for our country and our freedoms. We appreciate you so much. So thank Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, of course. Always. All right. Will you share with us, speaking of the military, will you share with us a little bit about your experience in the Marines? 
Yeah, absolutely. Funny story. I the Marines was never on my radar. My mom remarried when I was about nine or 10 and she remarried a Marine. And, you know, we had a little rough go there because he was, you know, rigid and <laughs> just tough. And I didn't consider it. Uh, I just did the regular thing, went to school, went to high school, felt like I needed to go to college to be successful, get a job. So I went off to college, hated it. <laughs> So I came back home, did a gap year, uh, and then did like some local community college classes. And uh, then I just, I don't even know how I thought about the Marine Corps, but it came up. I think my, my dad was like, you know, college is really expensive. You can go into the military. And he didn't think that I was going to go into the Marine Corps. I was like, you know, you could, you know, go into the Air Force or whatever. And I was like, nah. You, if you did it, I could do it. And so I just remember walking into a recruiter's office and being like, where do I sign? And that's kind of how that started. I went off to boot camp in Paris Island. Oh, what a good time that was. <laughs> it, was uh, it was nothing like I'd ever experienced before. Mm. I have an experience that you just, you just can't really know. But those of us who have experienced it, we know the, the hell we went through. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I joined, I, I was officially a Marine uh, and I got sent to the one place I didn't want to go, which was 29 Palms, California. And if you're not familiar with 29 Palms, sounds really tropical, but it's definitely not. It is in the middle of the desert. It's like three hours from any major city and um, spent the first three years of my enlistment out there and grew to love it and uh after that I went on to Okinawa Japan and loved that so that's a little bit of my <laughs> military start yes yes and I have had several I know I told you this but I've had several friends who have lived in Okinawa even actually past podcast guests I've had a couple that have previously lived in Okinawa and have loved it so will you tell us some of your favorite things about living in Japan oh my goodness yes I it's just so hard because I really miss it and it's just there so it's very fresh that I'm not there anymore and it makes me extremely emotional um <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh I it's it's absolutely incredible so fun fact uh, I mentioned that my mom remarried when I was about nine or 10 and we actually lived in Japan for three years. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. We didn't live in Okinawa, but we lived in, um, on mainland, uh, on a base called Iwakuni. And so I had exposure to that. It was around my like early middle school years, but like I said, I didn't think of anything of it until adulthood. You know, I was just like, this is so cool. Like, wow. It was like the benefit of my mom marrying a really rigid Marine. <laughs> and so having the opportunity to go back. I remember um, I was in 29 Palms and I actually had orders. I was never supposed to go to Japan. Uh, I had orders to San Diego and then I got in a really bad car accident that took me out for a bit and my orders got canceled. And so my only focus was just getting better because I wanted to go somewhere else to finish out my contract. And so I just focused on getting better. I did all the rehabs. <laughs> and so I got better and I requested orders and they gave me the option of Japan. And I jumped on it because I was like, yes, I want to go back. But this time, which was really cool is I'd be going to Okinawa, which is a very small Island. It's part of Japan, but it's small and it's not mainland. And when I tell you, Tiffany, that 
I just absolutely loved it. I can't wait to go back. What's really cool is it's, it's, it's such a small island. Like you can drive the whole thing in a day, less than a day. Um, the people, the culture, it's like true island life. It's, it's true island living. I mean, it's very humid, but like I said, I was born and raised in the South. So I'm used to the humidity, but just beaches on one side, mountains on the other side, waterfalls. I'm a huge ramen enthusiast. I literally have a a ramen tattoo. Um, (laughs) So I was able to go to like ramen shops, a new ramen shop every week. When I tell you I spent a lot of money in Okinawa, I did. But just the lifestyle was just so incredible. You meet the sweetest people. Really, the Japanese people are so respectful. They honor their elders. There's so much about their culture that I really love. Uh, the food is obviously incredible. The music is so different. And just to, to be immersed in that environment, obviously I was serving overseas, so I still worked full-time. But in my off time, in my liberty, uh, I really got into it. And, and another thing that I really did was I traveled a lot. So I traveled all over the island of Okinawa, but I also took the opportunity to go back and forth to mainland. So visiting cities like Tokyo, Fukuoka, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. I, it's just, oh my gosh, when I just say it's just, it's so cool because you can get like a round trip flight for like a hundred bucks uh, to Tokyo. Like how neat is that, you know? So I loved it and I could talk about it all day long, but I know that we didn't come to this to hear just about Japan, but I absolutely love it. It still makes me like tear up and I literally cannot wait to go back. I love that. Maybe you should start a podcast about Japan. I think this is know, this right? is your next step. <laughs> you need something to do in your off time. <laughs> yeah, I've had so many people tell me that I needed to create a ramen guide for Okinawa because Ooh. on my stories that I was always going to a new ramen shop. And I was like, man, I really should do that, huh? And to probably more ramen shops than most people that live here for three years. Love it. I love it. And I have heard that about the Japanese people, that they are so respectful. And my friend said that, you know, crossing the street, they're always like, Oh, you go, you go. And you know, they, they respect your property and they respect, you know, I just, I love to hear that. I think that's so neat. They do. do. And what's really cool. I think when, and I didn't even mention this, but one of my favorite things about just the country of Japan, whether it's Okinawa or mainland or whatever is the safety. Mm -hmm. Because you see like five-year-olds on the walking by themselves, taking public transportation. It's just so absolutely incredible, incredibly safe. And it's just like, wow, I was able to travel because like I said, I'm a single young woman. So I was able to travel freely back and forth to mainland or around the island. And I never once feared for my own safety. And I just, I absolutely love that about that country. So neat. That's exactly what she told me too. She's like, it's crazy. You'll see little kids just walking around and no, nobody bats an eye because it's, it's safe to do. And so I, that's yeah. so great. What a great place for, to experience. And I, I love the Asian culture. I think it's, I, I mean, I, I love Asian food. That's my favorite food, but I, <laughs> but I love, I just love to hear all about different cultures because just so amazing to, to hear about what else is out there, right? Besides you know, what we have to offer here in America, which is wonderful too, but it's just really neat to hear about other experiences. So I love that you had such a great experience over in Japan. All right. Now that you are officially back home, back in Texas, what, what are you up to? What is next? That's a very good question. I originally thought that I was going to take some time off 
like quite a bit of time off to process uh, the last few years, but I know myself and I, I like to have something to do. And I told you before, I went off to college and I hated it. So I dropped out, but I know myself and I know that if I don't force myself to do it now, I won't do it. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm going back to school, finishing um, my degree. Uh, but right now I'm really just kind of soaking in this time with family. It's really cool because I just moved back home and I have um, a 13 year old brother that I get to see grow up. And it's really important for me to be a part of his life um, and to be able to go to his football games and go to his orchestra concerts. And so that's really what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time with my parents whenever I can. I'm one of those people, it's so funny. I knew so many people in the Marine Corps that was like so ready to move away from home, like just ready to start their, their new lives and really have nothing to do with their parents. And I was like, the moment I moved away, I was like, wow, I really miss my parents. Oh. I, <laughs> I really love, you know, them and I want them to be a part of like every stage of my life. So I'm really just getting to do that. And I'm also traveling. I'm very, very passionate about traveling. And so I'm in a really unique position right now. I don't have children don't have a spouse. I don't have any responsibilities other than going to class, you know, and making sure I contribute to the home environment. So I am always looking for trips. I go on a trip next month. So, um, and then in November, I am actually going to South Africa for a friend's wedding. So I just, I already have like trips on the, on the schedule. So, um, that's kind of what's going on with me right now. That is so amazing. Live it up. Seriously. You deserve every minute of all of that. All right. So we are here to chat about your, you know, about you, but we are here to chat also about your experience with network marketing. So will you tell us what, what your experience has been, what your journey has been? How did you get into network marketing? Yeah, I actually was off of social media for a year. I did not have a good relationship with it at the time, but I had a friend, uh, a Marine friend who was like, you are so passionate about lifting. You're so strong. You should just get on it and record some of your lifts and just see what becomes of it. So I made like a deal with myself that if I got back on, I would use it for good. So that was really the goal. I was just going to go on and just kind of like share really something that I'm very passionate about, which is that being strong is beautiful. And so I just got on with the, with the hopes of, you know, lifting a little bit, sharing it and hopefully inspiring some people. And this was in 2021. And in the summer of that year, actually a week before I was supposed to be going to Japan, I reached out to a friend that I had seen in network marketing and she was sharing about her company. She had actually reached out to me um, months before, but I completely blew her off. <laughs> and, but I saw that she was very consistent on social media. She was sharing about her company and her products. And at that time, a week before I was supposed to go overseas, I had actually run out of all my supplements. And so instead of just running to my local big box store, I was like, well, I have this friend. She's in this company. If 2020, if 2020 taught us anything, it was that, you know, small businesses really took a hit. So I was just planning on becoming a customer. I was just planning on purchasing products for my friend um, to take with me overseas and then kind of just setting up to get them mailed to me. And then I just happened to ask about the business. I was a very curious one. <laughs> She, she sent me some information about the business, specifically about compensation. And I just 
was like, I'm all in, I'm ready. Like, this is great because I knew I was going, going to Japan and I was gonna need some money <laughs> to be able to eat all that ramen and yeah. do all that travel. And so I jumped in and a week after I jumped, you know, I signed up. I didn't have any business partners. I didn't even know anything. I just knew that apparently they got paid. And <laughs> great, I can do this from my phone. And from Japan, excellent. So I moved to Japan and I actually was in quarantine for a couple weeks. And in that time, I just was learning everything that I could learn. And I pretty much did the first year of my business overseas. I was in Japan. My, my team was in America. And yeah, it's just really weird because I just got back to the States a little over a month ago. And I've already been to a company convention, but I literally did my entire business on a different time zone. And so that was very, I was very unique because I was working full time. I was on a, uh, I was living in the future. Japan's time zone is a day ahead. And so it was just, it was very interesting. It was awesome. And I love it. Um, but that's kind of how I got, I jumped into this industry. I feel like even a two hour time difference, two or three hour time difference between me and some of my team members or customers is hard enough. I can't imagine. Cause I think it is at the 12 hours, 13 hours, it's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on where you are in the country, it is yes. at least 12 hours. And so that it, it kind of is nice because it's, I, I can, my brain can operate in a 12 hour difference. You know, I can think about that, but I, that would be really hard to run a business that way. So our industry seems to be predominantly stay-at-home moms. So how has your experience been different than many of your peers? That's a great question. I, it was different because not only was I working full-time and really a Marine schedule, it's not a nine of five. You're really always possibly on call, you know, and then your days start really early when you PT, you might PT around five, five thirty earlier if you're doing martial arts. And so that was a challenge that I gladly took on. And so what that looked like for me was working when I had the time. I really, there were times where I would hop on a Zoom call before I went to PT in the morning, that might be three or four in the morning when I was hopping on a call. Uh, most times I worked on my lunch break, grabbed something really quick. Uh, and did some work during my lunch break. And then I also worked late into the night. So it's it's difficult because I think it's already difficult if you're full, if you work full-time, you have a full-time job, and then you also do net, network marketing, direct sales on the side. But when you're, when you're awake, your team is asleep, you know, that's difficult. So I just, I just kind of rolled with the schedule. I had to know what times <laughs> it's hard to like even put it into words. I had to know what times when both me and my team would be awake and try to kind of work around that. And it was difficult, but I loved it. And I think it, it, it makes me even more uh, appreciative of people who really manage their time because it required a whole lot of time management. If you want to be successful, then you, you have to be able to manage your time and you have to be able to work when people are working. And I did all the non-essential tasks, the, the tasks that I need, didn't need to do with someone else. I did it whenever I knew that America was asleep. <laughs> so I knew I could do those things whenever um, it was daylight for me. And then I just made sure the tasks that I needed to do with people, 
I scheduled that around um, when everyone was awake. But yeah, like I said, it was it was it was rough. I started most Zoom calls at that time. Oh, it's Hannah from Japan living in the future, and so it was just so funny. It's kind of a running joke. Uh, people were like, "Oh, it's Hannah Japana. <laughs> She's living in the future." And so, how's the future looking? And I'm like, "It's looking bright, y'all. It's looking bright." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Give them a little bit of encouragement to start off their day. I love it. <laughs> so what are, you know, we talked about some of the challenges that you have faced as living on the other side of the world and working your business while everybody else is sleeping and trying to coordinate that. But what are some of the advantages as a single woman building, building a business? So some of the advantages are, you know, it's really just me. It's it's what I have going on and learning how to work with the things I have going on because I'm, you know, involved in church and I'm involved in my <laughs> my brother's sporting events <clears throat> and I'm in school full time now. And so it can be a benefit and a challenge or an advantage and a disadvantage having a schedule that I'm I'm really able to manipulate more, but that is that's an advantage. I get to figure out, I get to kind of time block, you know, and I never really was able to do that before because in the Marines, you just, you could just get called in at any time, but now I have a more set schedule. So I can really time block and decide, Hey, I'm going to do this work before I go to class, or I'm going to do this work before I go to Bible study, or I'm going to do some work in the car before my brother's game. And so it's a huge advantage. And then also, um, you know, I'm, I'm valuing the season of singleness because I don't have to uh, do anything for anyone else, you know? So it's not like I have a spouse coming home at a certain time. It's not like I have kids getting out of school at a certain time. So I'm just using that to my advantage and trying to be, trying to put in more time now because I have more time now. And hopefully that'll set me up for success when I have less time to work with. And by that time, I will have really understood uh, what tasks are like the most important. And then I can just kind of fit it in there. If that makes sense. Yes. No, it, it does. You're almost like, it's almost like a, like a practice run right now. Like, okay, what's going to work best. All right. And then how can I fit this in? And you know, how will this adapt to my schedule in the future? And you, and the things that you're doing now, they're going to be, some of this stuff is going to be automated by the time, you know, in exactly four years or whatever, it's going to be. So it's going to be just so automatic that it's not even gonna, you know, it's just, oh yeah, I got to do that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Love it. You just got back from, you mentioned that you just got back from your company convention. How was it? Tell us about it. I like to talk about this on, on episodes because I just feel like everybody should go to at least one in-person convention. And so I feel like you agree with me. So I would love to hear about your experience. I 100% agree with you. It should be a non-negotiable in your business to go. I mean, ex- except for extenuating circumstances, right? You're giving birth, you're in the hospital, whatever. It should be one of those things like, you know, it's coming up and you just figure out how to budget for it and what you need to do to get yourself like cheeks in seats, because I cannot explain the energy. I mean, I'm someone who had watched, I had watched these events virtually for a year, but that was because I didn't have an option not to, you know, I was in Japan and there were no events in Japan, right? It was all happening in America. And so I can honestly say that, yeah, virtual events, great if, you, if you're in one of those categories where you have an extenuating circumstance, but there is just nothing like being in an auditorium or wherever in a room 
with your team and with other people that are not even on your team, friends in the business, leaders in the business, uh, trainers, just so many people that have different levels of experience, different uh, expertise, different perspectives. I mean, (laughs) I keep saying energy because there is just so much energy and what you're able to absorb in that setting and then what you're able to take back home, it just, it, it not only lights a fire, but it really makes you understand, it makes you appreciate the amount of time and effort that's put in by people of all walks of life to do this, that they see something and they're ready to go. And it also just makes you like <laughs> realize who really wants to work, who really wants to be here. Yeah, it's just, it's like, I can literally talk about it all day because I just got back from it. And I'm just like, I can't wait till the next one. I'm literally looking for smaller events. I got back and I was like, okay, well, that's convention. That's with everybody. But what about regional events? What's happening, you know, in smaller parts of the country? Because I'm ready to go. Like, let me know. And I can plan for my plane ticket because I loved it. That's great. And if you can't tell those listening, if you can't tell Hannah is a self-proclaimed extrovert. (laughs) So yes, I feel like, you know, everybody can, can benefit from a conference from going, everybody can benefit from going to conference, but especially as an extrovert, this is so great for, for people like you. (laughs) I was crying the whole time. I was hugging people, not even on my team, nowhere in my personal organization that we we were friends from, you know, social media. And we were just like, oh my gosh, I was crying like, the whole time. I did not stop crying, but it was just joy. It was so much joy because after the last few years and just being disconnected from everyone and then me being overseas and, you know, the military is, is its own unique community, you know, brothers and sisters for life, but there is a sense of community that you just don't have when you're in a foreign country. And so I had that. And so I got to see so many faces of my friends and we were just hugging and, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I love you so much. How's your kids? You know, asking about stuff that had nothing to do with the business. And that's really cool because when you build relationships, you build relationships outside of just the business, you know, like at the end of the day, the business, you're going to have to turn it off at some point, but you're still going to have your family. You're still going to have your, you know, your spouse, your kids, your whatever else you do in your free time, you know? And so, oh, it's just incredible. It was so great. <laughs> so being in the, the community of the military and the community of network marketing, you have these two communities that are, and I'm big on community. I love community. I think it's, it's, necessary for life. Like you said, we learned in the last couple of years that we just, it's hard to be disconnected for too long. So how would you compare the two communities? Cause they, they both are very distinct. So how would you compare the two now that you've been in both? So what I love is that the military community is, I mean, it's like no other, and I guess we could say that about anything, but you know, there's a level of roughness you know, whether it's the way we talk, the way we play, the way we work, and you really get to kind of embrace that innate, you know, aggression that I think we all have, um, maybe some more than others, and you really bond over hardship. You really do, and that's something that I think is characteristic of all branches. You know, we have this saying where it's like, embrace the suck. You're in it together, you know, so it's like, there's something about that, that it's just great. You, you just learn to like love the suck. And me looking back, I'm like, I'm looking back on all these times where I just thought it was like the worst day of my life. I just, I was just like, it was hot. 
I was dirty, you know, or I, we were working late for whatever reason, but you're in it with your boys and your girls. And so it's just, it's really cool. And I feel like you bond a lot over hardship. Um, and not saying that you don't, you know, have great times together. You do that too. But I, I feel like that's a little more characteristic. And then when we come over to network marketing, it's really cool because there's a lot of celebration. There's a lot of, and I'm not saying that there aren't hardships, but it's really cool because people like you get to celebrate little wins and there's something so soft about that community. You know, like the Marine Corps, the Marine community and the military community, it's pretty hard. It's pretty rough and tough. And I love it, but there's something kind of soft about it, which is, you know, I, I think it, it draws a lot of women in, but, and not to say that men don't thrive here. They absolutely do. They are rock stars, but there's something about it for me that I just loved because I was in this community, um, the military where it was rough and tough. And then I was able to kind of step back and plug into this community of other network marketers in other companies too, that I was just friends with. And I didn't have to be tough. I didn't have to be rough. I didn't have to be strong. And I got to just learn and grow and make mistakes. And it was a very safe place to make mistakes. And I guess that's one of the biggest differences between the two communities. Um, and I love them both for those differences, but yeah, they're just very unique in their own ways. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love that. And I agree with you. I do feel like it is maybe more of like a nurturing atmosphere versus what yeah. I can imagine the Marines. So like, figure it out, get up, go, do, yeah. fight. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I can I can visualize the difference between the two where you come over to network marketing. And it's like, you, oh, you looked at your planner today. Great job. I'm so proud of you. You sent, you sent a message today. Yay, go you. Whereas the military, they'd be like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Two more. Yeah, right. So I can totally see those two differences. And I love that you you were able to appreciate the benefits of both communities and that you've been, been able to experience both of them. I think that's very valuable. Hannah, I just love your energy and your confidence. And I know some people listening out there are going to be like, okay, but I'm not as energetic as Hannah. I'm not, I don't have as much confidence as she does. I'm not as strong as she is. So what is some advice you would have for women listening who feel like they lack strength or they lack confidence to build their businesses? Okay. So two things come to mind. The first one is find what you really love to do no matter whether you're good at it or not, <laughs> just find something you really love to do. Because when you're doing what you love, you just naturally have a better energy about you. You're happier and you're more like inclined to, to learn and pick up on things. You're more open and receptive to that. Um, so I would say do that, you know, and some people, they love content creation. Some people, they love one-on-one -on -one conversations. Some people, they love group conversations. And so just figure out, do you love training? Do you like, just kind of find what works for you, what you really love to do. And if you're not good at it, just doing more of it will one, make you happy and then will also make you better at it. The other thing I would say is that building a business is not easy. It's, 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 it is hard. And I would say, look for people, um, whether they are in your organization or not in your organization, whether they're in your upline, downline, sideline, whatever, but look for people who are similar to you, maybe who work the same as you. And, you know, cause we don't all do things the same. We, we have different systems, different ways of going about 
customer acquisition or business partners or training or how we show up on social or what we do, you know, in our off time. So I just think finding someone who you really relate to gives you confidence. And sometimes, you know, you're seeing something done one way and it's only being done one way, but that's just on your team. So sometimes you kind of have to branch out of that and find someone that's doing it differently. And if it works for you, then go, go with that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's your business. And I think people, they get very caught up in, oh, I'm not doing it like my upline, or I'm not doing it like so-and-so, but it's like, who cares? At the end of the day, it's your business. You have to find what works for you. And sometimes it means you got to reach outside of your own organization and use social media. You're already on it. You're already scrolling. Use that to find people that maybe have different strategies or different systems that you can plug into and and trial and error until you find what works for you. But by no means should you just do something because it's the way that it's always been done. Because I think that will absolutely kill confidence and it'll kill success. So find what works for you, be creative, be diligent about looking for people and systems that'll work for your personality, work for, you know, the way that you work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that made sense, but. No, it did make sense. And I love that because it is, I mean, it's, I hate to say trial and error, but network marketing, it kind of is. You have to just keep trying things and you do them until they don't work anymore. And then you try something else. And then it's actually a really great creative outlet. And maybe you felt this while you were in the military, you know, you have this you know, job that you have to do, or you have an assignment or you have, you know, this certain routine, but then to be able to have just a creative outlet on your off times and be able to do something that brought you joy and that you felt confident about, I I'm sure that was so nice to have that at times, you know, when, when days were bad or whatever. And so just that creative outlet, there's, there's something to be said there about that too. So I love the advice that you gave about um, looking for a community. Basically, is you got to look for. Look for that. I mean, that will that will help you be be better at what you're doing. Yeah, and one other thing I'll say on that is, don't be afraid to go outside of your own organization. I have friends in companies other network marketing companies. And there's no competition because we literally just want to see each other win in business. And we're able to bring some of our questions or concerns or kind of how, how would you go about this situation? Or what would you do if someone asked you this? Or what would you do if someone on your team did this? And it's just really freeing to know that that person isn't going to judge you. And they're going to give you a perspective that's different than someone that you could get on your team. And so don't be afraid to do that. I literally love that. It enriches my own experience when I don't stay in my little box of my own company. Yes, totally. I, I totally agree with you. And that's the whole point of, of this podcast, honestly, is because I know that there are so many perspectives and there are so many experiences out there. And so to be able to share that in a podcast form is just, it really is helpful. I think, I hope to others listening because there's so many different ways to do, to do this business it, and it's, it's you're awesome doing a great to find job. out. Oh. You're so sweet. Thanks. Well, it has brought me to people like you who are just so full of life and just so full of positivity for this industry. So I just, I love it. It's the best. All right, Hannah, how can people get in touch with you? How can they follow you and all of your adventures, whether it's lifting weights or your travel adventures in the future, or just what, whatever you're up to next and whatever you're up to right now, how can they get in touch with you? The best way is Instagram. Uh, That is my app of choice. Uh, You can find me at Hey Hannah Rob 
R-O-B. Hey, Hannah Rob. And yeah, if I ever were to be on something else, I, I would definitely talk about it on Instagram, but Instagram is my app of choice. <laughs> Love it. And I will for sure put Hannah's Instagram handle, Instagram link down in the show notes so you can follow her. Please do. So fun. She has all kinds of fun stuff going on in stories. And so she's a great one to follow. Definitely follow her. And very positive. I always love to follow positive people. And that is that is you for sure. So thanks so much, Hannah, for being on the show. Thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for your enthusiasm for our industry and for just being such a positive light. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for your support, Tiffany. And thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.